Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Today is Stories of Lost Healing and Hope, and our first guest is Nancy Sabanya. Nancy Sabanya is a documentary filmmaker whose father died suddenly when she was 17. She has worked in the area of death and dying for the last 20 years and recently completed a compelling educational documentary called The Gifts of Grief. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Hi, I'm glad to be here. So great to have you on the show, Nancy, and, mm-hmm. and the work you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the loss of your dad mm-hmm. when you were young, but I, but I think that kind of information is the kind of information that makes people able to go into these areas of grief and loss because it's, it's not easy for everyone to do it, is it? No, not at all. And it's, you know, usually personal experience that will take you there, right? You know, so that's what happened for me when I was 17. You know, out of the blue, my father went camping with my mother and never came home. Wow. And it was one of those sudden heart attacks that no one expected. And then grief and death enter your life in this way that, you know, is surprising and you're just not prepared. And then you start to really learn what it's about from the inside out. I was going to say you really, you really understood it on a deep level because you experienced it firsthand. Right, right. right. And that's really where it comes from when, when, you, when you know it, when you've gone through it, when you've, you know, been through this storm. It feels like a storm, like all the natural disasters is what it kind of feels like when you're in grief, whether it's a fire or crashing waves or some kind of storm in your life. When you've really gone through that and your heart's really gone through that, there's a whole other understanding that comes. It's, it's like a teaching and so you really meet people on a different level after that, don't you? And particularly when you go into adulthood. Absolutely. Yes, because you have a you have a different understanding about life and death because you know it really exists. You know, like until that's really happened to you, you just kind of don't know. You know, um, especially as a young person. You know, as a teenager or a young person, you just don't think that's really going to happen until it does. And then the way that you understand life from that point and relate to people is completely different. Would you consider it richer or just different, or what would you be your take on that? Um, I feel like there's a a clearer understanding of what matters in life, like what's really meaningful, what you care about. All of that comes much more to the surface, so there is a depth and a richness that comes. So uh, giving us the idea that maybe uh, your documentary, you call it The Gifts of Grief, right? Mm-hmm. And and we'll be getting into that now. So you went on to work in hospice, and then you went on to teach grief and loss and, and really got involved. How did you get involved with making this documentary? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, because of my years in hospice and working with people in grief, I felt like it was really quite an honor and a privilege to really walk through the process with people. It's such, like I said, such an intense journey. And um, I would get inspired by people's courage and their willingness to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, even though they were in incredible pain and such difficult times. And out of that, out of that, I would, 
I would continue to see that people would grow and they would learn things about themselves they maybe never knew before. And that would be really inspiring to me. And so I, I kept feeling like, you know, here I am having this honor of sitting with someone in grief and, and not other people could see that or know that or, or be touched in that way. Now this is amazing to have someone talk about the honor of sitting with people, isn't it, Heidi, in grief? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you haven't been there, it's hard to sit with it. That's one of the things Heidi and I talk about. Right. Being with grief, if you have not had a deep level of grief, yes. um, can, it's difficult for people to... Well, to, and, to, and as someone that's grieving, the thing that you want the most is for people not to interrupt your grief process. Right. And society has a, a lot of ways that they do that. They don't allow us to tell our story and to talk in depth about what we're going through. Exactly. Yeah. So sitting with it, being with it, um, is is not an easy thing. And I always say for our audience out there, understand that it is not easy for everyone. And and it's not that they don't that want to be with you. They can't. They right. they're not able to take that intensity. Right. And to face that in themselves, especially yep. if they haven't gone through a, a deep loss. Which is one of the things I love about your documentary and the little clip that we have on the grief blog right now, mm-hmm. I, because of the people you have on and because of the way they approach it and the different types of loss, I think that it is much easier for people to who haven't had the kind of intensity to hear it right. and to understand maybe what's going on for other people. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, if you've had it, had uh, some deep loss, the loss, one of the people has a loss of a friend, uh, one has a loss of a spouse, uh, one has a loss of a child, and we can talk about those after break. Mm-hmm. So there are all sorts of different losses. So, um, you know, there's an identity that can come uh, from that, being able to hear about that. Right. And so people can relate however they relate to whoever in the film. So it usually touches somebody on some level mm-hmm. because of the variety of, of the losses and the different kinds of people. And the way they express themselves, you know, and how they speak about their loss. That's what I love about, um, that I think is important, like groups with compassionate friends or groups with your hospital or whatever, for people who who like group kinds of things. Uh, it is an opportunity to hear a lot of different voices. The more voices you can hear and the more you can give your voice, the more I think you begin to understand and put things into some kind of perspective. Well, and the important piece for me that um, another reason why I was inspired to make the film is that grief is such a universal experience. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a part of our humanity. And I think we get disconnected from that because we are often, in, at least in America, you know, expected to kind of do it on our own, you know, get by and just do it ourselves. But but it's such a a, a real universal community kind of experience. It touches so many people. And, you know, the other thing you have on, you have uh, men on the show. What, I mean, on, yeah. on your... Uh, on the documentary. Documentary, yeah, yeah right. which I think is important because Heidi and I really feel that men do respond differently, and it's an opportunity for men to listen to other men without having to get in a group or whatever. So right. I just wanted to uh, tell people how to get to your website. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give them that? Sure. It's www.giftsofgrief.com. Okay, so that's easy for you, the Gifts of Grief, and it's the same as the documentary. Can they buy that documentary? Yes, yeah, online. Okay, great. So you can pick it up, and you can get a little wonderful little teaser on thegriefblog.com. So we were talking uh, when we went to break uh, a little bit about 
the gifts of grief. And and Heidi and I, we were all talking about the name mm-hmm. can be difficult for people, mm-hmm. particularly we know a lot of you are newly bereaved out there, and the idea of gifts of grief is not something that you really maybe could may even make you a little bit angry right now. Mm-hmm. And we for sure can understand that and uh and it, but what we have on this documentary are people talking about their experience, and they do talk about uh, the positives that they've had from this, don't they, Nancy? They do. But I knew that making a film with this kind of title and being a grief counselor for almost twenty years, that I had to really give com- the complete story and reality of grief and loss. So people start with how the loss really impacted them, what it felt like, what it was like for them, the pain of of grief. And they moved from that into how did they get through? What were the resources? How did they really cope with their loss? And then towards the end of the film, they talk about how were they changed and transformed and how have they grown and what ways can they learn from their loss and maybe even call something they've learned a gift. Now, let's uh, let's just take, who would you take out of the film? Um, Elizabeth Allende is certainly uh, such a famous author. Yeah, Isabel, yes. That, that you might want to um, comment on her yes. situation and, and what she said about the gifts. Yes. Isabel is an incredible woman, and I felt very um, thankful that she graciously gave time for the film, but she... Her daughter uh, had gone into a coma at 28 years old and for one year lived in a coma until she died. And uh, Isabel, um, she's found a way to really take that loss and give back uh, through her writing. She wrote a, a book about her daughter and her daughter's life. And what's uh, that book called? Called Paula. Okay. And she really is able to 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 connect with what's still very precious to her in life. And one of the strongest messages that I got from the film is the love, the love that she shared with her daughter from the beginning of her life to the end, and that that was the powerful, rich um, truth for her that she continues to live on um, through... uh, She has an organization, a foundation now that she gives money in, in Paula's name, um, to organizations that help children and um, the disenfranchised in the world. And she really continues to let that love live through her um, that she had for Paula and still does. Now, she, one of the things that I get from all these people, and I know Heidi, you and I have both looked at the film, is the strength. Wouldn't you say, Heidi? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a big one. And, you know, there's something that you said in a film review that I love along the lines of this, and you said, as the loss burns and the waves of grief crash through them, Mm -hmm. some people discover something inside themselves that they never knew existed, a depth of compassion, of understanding, of strength and courage, and a connection with humanity. Yes. And I think that's what kind of shines through with all these stories. Yes. Yes, because you really feel the compassion, you feel the the incredible courage and strength that people, it like, develops in them going through this. Which but is, it is a journey, right? It's a journey. And if and you're at the very time. beginning of the journey, it is tough. It is tough. And the reality is we would we would just take back every gift we've ever had if we could have the person with us again. It doesn't mean that we are we don't want them with us. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I always say nothing's worth what I got from it. Right. Exactly. However, 
right. did get some things for right. That. And right. you live and you live that. You live that. Right. What you've learned, what you've how you've grown and whatever the gifts might be. Right. Now, uh, could you is there someone else there that you particularly want to talk about their story? Um I'm always quite amazed by uh Vinny Ferraro. Mm-hmm. Um, the recovering drug addict, yes. the recovering drug addict. Yes. To have gone through that kind of um intensity in his life. He lost his mother when he was seventeen and went into drugs and alcohol and, and a really hard life and it took him a lot of years to really kind of move through and get sober and and then his way of really coming back and giving and turning his pain around is to help uh, teenagers, you know, in dealing, you know, with real issues like drugs and alcohol and and whatever painful things are in their lives. And he works and, with Challenge Day now. And he is so good at those teens. Yeah, I was so struck by yeah. it when I watched the yeah. documentary. Yeah, it's very interesting watching. And talk about the death of a spouse. The yeah, that story. Oh yes, Loretta. Um, mm-hmm. I. I really was glad that Loretta, I, I actually worked with her at, in my hospice, and I was really just so happy that she was willing to, to interview for the film because she is went so deep into the pain that she really didn't even want to live anymore. And and out of that and, and moving through that deep, deep pain and, and, again, taking the time, to, you know, just one foot, one step, you know, just one step at a time. She was able to really come to and and learn that you know so much about her relationship with her husband and and the forgiveness that she kept feeling and the kind of compassion that she kept feeling that it really helped her through to to want to have a, her life again, which was amazing to me. And she actually is able to she's she's not remarried, but she has a relationship again, and she's living life much fuller. And she had to go into the dark, dark, dark places, and she came out. Yeah, and you know what? I love Lee Manwa. I don't know if I'm uh-huh. pronouncing his name right. I had no idea that he had had a death, but I've done his, some of his yoga videos, like in my home, which are healing in themselves. Mm-hmm. He has such a presence about him, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that he had had this, the death of his mother. So it was interesting seeing him on your, your mm-hmm. documentary, too, and hearing what he had to say. Right. Uh, great stories. Yeah, and he also... Could you say his name for our audience? Le Manoir. Okay. Le Manoir. And he's also done... Uh, he's actually done uh, films not in yoga, but uh, r- racism films and sexism films. Oh, yes, yes. I've seen yeah. him. I've and seen he's him done, those. Yeah, and he's done a lot. The, col- the Color of Fear. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and he's really... Out of that loss of his mom being murdered, he went into to doing filmmaking and actually working with the race issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was a big piece of what he went through around the murder. Wow. <clears throat> so, you know, this is the ways that, you know, you take that pain and you just try to find some way to, to, to live with it and transform it into some way that can... Basically, each person in the film is finding some way to, to serve and make um, the world a better place and, and be able to be there for other people who have gone through losses. And well, it, it, it was interesting that Claude had been... Um, someone that had fought in a war and was a vet and then became a monk. Right, right. And and now goes all over the place to try to talk with people who are in wars to stop fighting. I mean, it's amazing. So he's become like a, a soldier of peace. 
That's really amazing. And I, and I want to say to our audience, you know, these are stories of a progress and going through them. And if you're a newly bereaved person, you know, t- right now it's the time for your journey to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets to be, a, you know, a getting ready to move out. And people do it at different times. So when you hear these stories, uh, don't say, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not doing anything. Hey, if you're putting your shoes on in the morning, you're yep. doing something. Right, exactly, and that it takes time. I mean, grief really takes time. Yeah, and then uh, before we close the show, Nancy, we could just talk to you for a long time. I want to talk about your companion guidebook because yes. it's really lovely, isn't it, Heidi? Uh, yes, I really like it. And it's got questions in there that people can ask. It's got uh, comments. Well, Nancy, tell us what's in it just briefly, yeah, well, what your hope is for it. Yeah, my hope is is that people can basically use it along with the film to to, to ask these questions, to go a little deeper, to be able to process and work your own grief as you're watching the film. If you're in a group or individually or working with somebody, um, that, you know, you can just go a little further and a little deeper into your own personal experience of grief and loss and, and work with it, work through it. I even have a couple of exercises, art um, exercises, that are really useful to, mm-hmm. again, not just talk about it or write about it, but to take another avenue to express it. E- expressing our grief on so many, in, in so many forms is so important, whether it's through music or art or poetry, um, whatever. But to, to let the grief speak and express from your heart is so important. I think that's a wonderful uh, way to end our show is the idea that you should let your grief speak in whatever way it is for you and let it happen. Well, Nancy Sabanya, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks so much, Gloria and Heidi. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.